most people want to be normal, first of all, and also want peace, right? So the easiest thing is just not to not to bring up a topic that's quote unquote controversial. But there should be a way to have a conversation. Like just an honest, open, real conversation. Like to open it up and be like, let's talk about this, you know, and not just talk about it in the ear. Let's look inside. So many years passed since our mission has been placed into our hands. On Parshas Chai Sarah, 1992. Our mission, to accept Mashiach in actuality. What does this mean to me? How can I be the one to make his dream and our dream come true? Tune in to our Da'as discussion where we take it from knowledge and bring it down to action. Okay, welcome everybody to our 19th Das discussion, Yetov, Yetes. And this epic Parsha, Parsha's Chai Sarah, I am so, I'm literally honored and lucky and excited for this incredible, for this incredible episode because today we have with us Shlucha, mother, Kala teacher, my previous Mora, uh, Mrs. Wolanski, all the way from Russia. So thank you so much for taking your time in the middle of the night to uh, to have this discussion with us to light up the world, hopefully with the light of Mashiach. So can you please introduce yourself? Wow, Rifki, I just, yeah, like I said, you're saying you're excited. I'm so excited. Just uh, so in awe. And I know we haven't been in touch in a long time, but you're saying that, you know, I was your Mora. I feel like right now I just have so much to learn from you, Rifki. So I just like feel it just through and through with your Hiskashras to the Rabba and with like, it's just so, you know, that's really what the Sikha is about. But like you, I feel like you just are living it just so connected. And I'll, I'll give your mother some credit for that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but it's you and it's just, um, yeah, you're you're my inspiration right now. And just every time I love seeing just today I happen to look at your statuses and I'm like, you're a fire, you're on fire. And I just love it. And just I feel like just anyone that can can just be around your energy, it's already it's already like just being plugged in. Like it, it's uh contagious, you're scotious and your passion for everything the rub is passionate about. So yeah, and uh introduce myself what can i say yeah you said it i'm a sh- I, I try to be a shlicha that's all <laughs> try um i don't think there's anything else i mean you know any title is 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 like way 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 less than shlicha so like if i did you know this degree or that like it's I don't even want to say it because it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like, and that's what really, this is our, our Sikha today about what it means to, to be on Shlucha. So that's like to get there <laughs> is a lifelong, lifelong of Ida. So, but that's, um, yeah, that's it. And Baruch Hashem, like you said, a wife and a mother and uh, bless everyone to be the same, every Jewish girl. <laughs> and uh, L'chaim. L'chaim, wow. I just want to say that 
teachers don't realize the effect that they have on their students. Like I literally remember your highest, your energy, your songs. Like I was just telling you before we started this. I remember her songs that she taught us like for the year. I remember on Yitzvah, we made a frame with the Rebbe and the Frida Garris picture. I literally, I remember so many details. I remember like the pink tickets you gave out by Davening. You plant the seeds and, and, and you literally don't know where it goes. So you definitely were, when I think of like, and even me now as a teacher, when I think about that highest and that warmth, you come into my head. You're, oh, it's Mrs. Wolanski, like that investment, that like Hasidic highest, like literally infusing every single part of the of our day with, with Hasidic highest. So, wow. Anyways. Well, and I definitely remember you and, and, and yeah, like it's still, you know, you're all still so precious. And that's why, like I said, it sounds, it sounds so funny to say it, but I just feel so, so proud of you. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. And, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's dive in. Chai Sarah, Tavshin and Vez. This is the Sicha and, um, we got to make it practical. We got to make it ours. The Rebbe starts and says, what is our job now? The Fried Garb said, we finished polishing our buttons. Everything is done. And like, I feel like we've heard these words since we're like three. Yeah, we finished polishing the buttons. But like, uh, so many years passed and we're still, you know, what's our Avaida? But the Rabbit tells us so clearly, our Avaida now is to accept Mashiach. As much as we say accept, what am I accepting? What does this mean practically? Like, let's bring this down, and like, our lives, waking up, going to sleep, working, how do we bring in this Mashiach atmosphere? Whoa, Rifki. So this is such a big topic because this is our life right now. This is this is where, this is the question we should be asking ourselves every single day, literally, and every part of the day. So, because that's the only thing left, right? Um, that's why we're here. So what does it mean that everything is done and we just need to accept Mashiach? So... Wow, there's so so much, so many places where we can we can go with this. But I just remember, it may have been from Robbie Wolf, but I remember this um, kind of uh, metaphor that was helpful. It's like, why do we need to be so focused right now on Mashiach? And maybe before it wasn't that important. So I think it was, you know, this example of like if someone a king wants to build a palace, right? And and he just he you know he has his his vision and he needs to get it done and in the beginning for the whole building process the main thing is just to build and it doesn't even matter why he can hire workers you know they could build because they want to get paid you know and they don't even have to know the big story they don't have to even know what the real plan is they don't have to know the king they don't have to know what this is really about because they're just building you know the physical palace and and yeah, if they have good intentions, that's wonderful. If they don't and, you know, they're not focused on the goal, that's that's also fine because they're just doing it. And then it comes to a point where the palace is ready. It's all built. It's all, you know, 100% ready. And then, you know, okay, and then you go into the interior. And then even, you know, that there you have to be a little more focused because you have to know, like, what is the king like and how should it look and everything you know, you start to feel more like what this is about. But still, if you're just like, you know, doing the preparation um, stages, so it's possible to not actually know the king or want the king or even, you know, and you could still be doing it for whatever reason. But like it, what, what the Rebbe is saying here is that all of that is done. Everything is done. Like now it's time to actually like 
have the king move in, you know, with us. And like, this is, and, and he wants to feel wanted. He wants to feel welcome. If Hashem didn't need us to want him, to want Mashiach, then he could have, I mean, then then he would have just done it right away, <laughs> you know, like in the beginning of creation. So he, he, he needs it to be from us. He needs us to want him. And, and this is, this is the only thing that's left. It's, it's, it's so, it's insane when you think about it, because like the Sikha was how many years ago, right? 31 years ago. And ready then everything was ready and, and Mashiach was ready. Hashem was ready. And, and just saying like, you just have to accept me now. You just have to be you know, just, and to do that, you have to get to know Mashiach and you have, and, and to know Hashem, like on a personal level. Cause like, we're at that, you know, we're, we're up to the wedding. Like that's what, right. This, this week's Parsha, it's the wedding. Like we're up to that point of, of just moving in with each other. And it's, it's time to really get to know the why, the why, what this is all about. Yes. Tyron Mitzvah, but like to understand on a deeper level, like what it's really all about. And can I interrupt and, uh, you actually just because the Rebbe? Yeah, yeah, please do. The Rebbe <laughs> says to make chedoshim. So, um, Stam, you said 31 years. I'm like, Lamed Aleph. If you switch around, it's Aleph Lamed. It's Hashem's name. It's the year when we want to bring down Elikos in the world. And also to say Hashem light. Like, no, we're done with this galas. That's just the chedosh that the Rebbe says to make chedoshim. So, okay, I'm listening. I love that. I love that. And, you know, yeah, that's that was two weeks ago. Right? Parsha's, was that, which Parsha was that? Lech Lecha, right? I think or, so. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what week. I remember like it was like in four or, different Sichas. They were kept on saying it. It was like a Sich, not four, yeah, but like did, two or three. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 31 years, right? And if we talk about, the, you know, people were mentioning 80 years a lot. Just this is very random, but you said about um, just, you know, we're allowed, to, we're allowed to make things up. Isn't that beautiful? They're always telling us <laughs> that, you know, your thoughts, like they're, they're not crazy. They're they're beautiful, and Hashem loves to hear like your. So, anyways, um, just when you're speaking about the amount of years, so everyone was talking about like eighty years. People have been talking about that a lot in connection like to what eighty years ago. Um, Meaning eighty years from what? Well, kind of something depressing, but like what was going on eighty years ago? I think it was around the time that that the Friedrich Rebbe was saying the altar, the chuba, the altar, the gula. I have to look it up. I think it was like the Nivua, and we think about like the Nivua of La Alter La Truba La Legula, which is not exactly or like not going into it right now, but I think it was about 80 years, which is the amount of time that Miriam waited for her Nivua to come true. So, uh, yeah, we, it's, you know, and there's so many ways, so many ways to count, but really it's not even about all the end times past. That's it. Now it's like, yeah, well, everyone's like, oh, so how long is the generation or how long, like, Everything's ready. Like Hashem is, is just waiting for us. And it's so, oh my gosh, it's so intense when you think about it, right? Because we're saying like, we dive into Hashem. And, and like, I think it was Manus Friedman saying like, Hashem, who does he dive into? He dives to us. You know, like, please just. So like, what is he waiting like, for? You know, he, <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Exactly. And that's what the Rebbe says in this week at the end, right? Like we should tell Hashem we did our shlichas and it, if you're having so much nachas from us because we're, you know, like, look at this. Like, it's such nachas for Hashem what's going on these past, this past month. Like, if we're being so proud to be Jewish and being so proud of our nation, imagine how proud Hashem is of his children. But it's enough. Like, we made him proud enough. We we proved ourselves enough. And especially, I mean, the Rebbe said we did tshuva, you know, 31 years ago. So imagine now. 
right now, we definitely did to shuva what we've been seeing. So really everything's ready. And that's why when you said like, what does it mean, there's layers there, right? <laughs> but the, let's say the most neutral layer, right, is just to really focus our intentions 100%, literally 100 that our why is Mashiach and our eyes are on Mashiach and that's all that exists. So when we see what's going on right now in the world and we're like, you know, and, and no one is at fault for not seeing it. We're the ones that are learning these sikhas and we're the ones that have to find a way. And that's what they're always saying. Get together, find a way to bring this message to the world to as many people as possible. And by the way, the world doesn't mean like, you know, someone who's like, doesn't believe in Hashem or someone who's, you know, the world also means ourselves and it means our family and our friends and our neighbors because it's, it's something that is, uh, because it's so important. It's something that, that is a challenge for everyone. And to just realize like this war, it's not about like winning just, you know, like the way we won in 48 or the way we won any other previous war because that was not a complete victory that wasn't the real thing it's not about like you know like second war of independence or we're gonna open a base chabad in in gaza that's not what our vision looks like that's and, and the rabbi is telling us dream big we're not gonna just survive we're not just gonna have a silver lining and gonna remember the unity and the abbas israel and the beauty like this is it this is it and we're davening for mashiach that's all not just like you know, for protection and for safety. Well, Hashem could have made this whole thing not happen to begin with. And, you know, and yes, the Rebbe, you know, that's another thing. Like, um, a friend, Esti Willem, was saying that her, I think it was her husband who said that, you know, just like Rabbi Akiva laughed when he saw the basement, you know, the foxes on the Harabayas. So, like, when we're seeing this Nabu of the Rebbe coming true of, you know, the, the, the tragedy of giving away land, of having negotiations, of doing all the things that there was screamed not to do. And we're seeing how it came true. Like now we're like, yeah, this is what the Rebbe was crying and screaming for that to prevent this. So if, you know, if that Nebuah came true, then this Nebuah is definitely coming true. And yeah, it took a long time. That's how Nebuahs are. They sometimes, you know, could take time, but they always happen. So what does it mean? Like now that we just need to, just to really focus on Mashiach and we could bring about that a lot. <laughs> but it just, it really being in the forefront, which is what you're doing right now, really. <laughs> so if someone, let's say, is not teaching Mashiach and not, you know, being on the forefront of that inspiration, let's say, and they hear that the Rebbe told them mm-hmm. to be Makalapay Mashiach Sakeno. So they wake up in the morning. How can they, what does, that, what does the Rebbe want of them? Does the Rebbe want them to wake up differently? Does the Rebbe, you know... Are they like davening differently? Is it all like with the intention to bring Mashiach or is there like a different, you know, avir to everything they do that's in their day-to-day schedule? For sure. For sure. It starts with us. I mean, I can't, you know, it could, it, it could start either way. It could start with us or it could start with us trying to give it over to someone else, which is, which always helps, which is the reason why I teach these sikhas like every week, because I know that this is what's going to help me. Uh, I mean, that sounds really selfish, but we do have to start with ourselves. And if the way to start with ourselves is by by teaching someone else, great. But it doesn't matter which way it starts. The point is that it's it, it does start with us, right? Like you were saying, we have to have it in ourselves in order to give it. So um, we have to find a way to inspire ourselves. So what does it look like in ourselves? The Rebbe is telling us that right now what matters is the why. 
not what we're doing, but not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. And the Revit calls this the, right, the gateway, that this is the gateway. So it's like, you know, when you're just trying to, you know, get in anywhere, you need that password, right? In order to, to get in, or you need that, you need that, you need to pass that security point, or you need a, what, I mean, there's so many, I was like, even, you know how, like, when you, when you do the DAS, how do you know if you're doing DAS and you're really thinking about it? I mean, one of the ways, I love that name, by the way, DAS, that's what we're missing. We have so much knowledge. We know so much, but like, when it comes to DAS, we need a lot of help. That's really what we need. It's a Malik. It's it's a Malik. It's the it's the it's the neck. It's the disconnect of what the I separation. know to what I feel. Like we all feel stress, babe. Hashem yeah. is with me. Be Yeah, but I feel stress. You know, it's like that bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what the Rebbe helps us with. But that's like a really big topic. So, um, so just today when I was like, I was trying to pour salt on supper because like I didn't put enough salt in the chicken and potato so I'm trying to like put the salt and like I realize nothing's coming out because the it was closed like the holes were closed it's like you know that switch so like the first thing that came to my head and this is totally because of you because just like you know just today I was thinking more about about Mashiach so it just like came to me I'm like this is the star like you could have so much you have all this salt wow you know in this in this salt shaker but it can't get out like it, it needs, you know, like, how do you open, like, how do you get this all into where it needs to get to, to make your food tasty? Like, you have to open that door. So the Rev is saying that, that this is what everything needs to go through. Like, remember that story of the Alter Rebbe, I think he came into a shul and he's like, or maybe it wasn't the Alter Rebbe, you'll correct me if you remember. Um, he came into the shul of like these, you know, Misnagdim who, and there, he's like, whoa, I, this shell is so, or maybe it was a Balsham You remind me Balsham who it was. Yeah. He's like, this shell is so full. Balsham This shell is so full. There's no room for me. There's so much, like, tefillah is here. And at first they, like, took it as a compliment until he explained that, like, it, nothing's going up. So we have so much share missiles. We have, like, more than we need. You know? We have so much. Now it's time to, like, to elevate everything, right? To bring it to the, to the, to the destination and and that's through our intention every single thing so the rabbi is basically saying that from the second wake up in the morning our first thought is my is mashiach which is in like the other sikhas right and like and then that's supposed to go through the whole day like why am i saying my da'ani why am i watching Naglasser? why am i there's actually two books two booklets i mean that um i think it was like a group of shluchim put out like just connecting like all the miftsayim or all different things that we do throughout the day to Mashiach. But, you know, if we can't, if, until we read those and even after and before, that's where the tradition come in, just connect it. Just realize like, this is why we're here. This is why the world was created. This is why I exist, right? Like, why am I here? I'm here for this reason. So it's, it's not just, you know, it can't be just a body. It needs that soul. And the soul has to be like, how is this bringing to to Mashiach, how is this bringing to Gula? So, so I think, like, I mean, on, on the first level, just being so super obsessed with Mashiach and so super focused and realizing that if we don't do that, then what are we doing here? We're just like postponing it, like for so long already. Like we have to just, we have, we, j- yeah. It's it. This sicha is like, is the most important sicha to like remember every day, literally. Like, like this is 
the Rebbe is saying, like, this is the only shlichus left. Wow. So basically, every part of my day, you're saying, I mean, the Rebbe is saying, is that it has to be focused. I'm doing this to bring Mashiach. I'm just trying to push it, bring this down into, like, Aleph Bays for my for myself. Like, the Rebbe is screaming, like, I'll pay Mashiach's kid to accept Mashiach, bring him in. So basically, is that, is that what it means? Like, I'm getting dressed now. I'm, I'm teaching to bring Mashiach. That, that's, the, that's the focus? So for me... What I've been feeling and like as time goes on, just more and more that everything I do, like people probably think that the, I mean, I mean, not they think I, they just know that I'm just obsessed with Mashiach because everything we do is basically like every event is basically a Mashiach event. So like if it's like my, it doesn't matter if it's my son's upshurnish or it's my daughter's birthday or it's my daughter's bas mitzvah or if it's Yitzhak's Kislev or if it's Chayel or if it's Yitzhak, it doesn't really matter like what the event officially is or what the occasion officially is or the topic officially is it's it's always about Mashiach in one way or another that is the theme you know it's like um because that's the theme of our life so everything just has to be permeated so I mean so then there's there's the times when it's like pure Mashiach which is like we had last summer and the summer before we made just like a very like intense let's say Mashiach learning and then we had like a test on it and a, and a chidon, like a kind of like the, what's the word? Like on stage, you know, the final after the test with like a oral um, chidon. And it was, it was so, we printed, we want Mashiach now sweatshirts and we, uh, you know, like, uh, and bracelets and, and everyone was like learning so much. And we had a whole art like contest this year, like twice we had it so far the last two years. And I'm like, now I'm like, it's, I want to do it again. So there's one thing, which is like just pure Mashiach, which there, but also says this week, right? Like just the first way to do it is like, learn about Mashiach. There's no other way. So like, so if you're not going to learn about Mashiach, then it's going to be really, really hard to connect your dates to Mashiach because everything like it, we need the Chachman Bina and then we could do the Das. So we have to just like, it does start with learning. I don't know if there's a way around that, the rabbi like said that, you know, that's another sikha, right? But right. it does. And it's also in this sikha, the rabbi says, like, it, you have to, you have to learn about it. So, so definitely, yeah, need that learning. But then once you do that learning, then everything, everything, like literally, like every time I feel like a little, it's hard. I, I mean, I don't know how everyone else sees it, but I do see that it goes through, especially, you know, with everything going on the last year, as people are more and more and more receptive. There are in this we see how the people now are more receptive to, first of all, like realizing that it's not only on their Avaida, they're here to affect others and, you know, influence others. So the world is more ready, like you're saying. For sure. And just because you mentioned that, I just want to mention that someone said the other day, like, you know, like everyone's doing Chabad's job, you know, like, because you see all these videos of like people who are, you know, Yeshiva University hockey player and they're doing a bar mitzvah on, you know, another hockey player from the other team and everyone's singing Mazel Tov and so happy. And you see, I mean, like, it doesn't matter, Lifish, Hasidish, modern Orthodox, like it doesn't matter, everyone, everyone get, and now even, you know, people who previously didn't consider themselves from, you know, everybody's doing Mifzah Tefillin and Mifzah Mizazah and Tzitzis. <laughs> some people are looking at it like, okay, so like, what makes us special now? You know, like, what's, What's our job now? Everyone's doing it. And the truth is that 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 wasn't really our job. We just had to do it because no one else was doing it. But our job is to teach the world about Mashiach. We do 
all the miftaim and we continue. But then like the Rebbe says, you know, like our job is chassidus and then to take it. And we're like, wait, but everyone's teaching chassidus already. Everyone's learning chassidus. It's everywhere. Okay. So we always have to be that one step ahead, right? Like, okay, so what's our shlichus now, which is what the Rebbe is saying. Like it changes, right? So now, I mean, of course we still have to continue everything that we did until now, but, um, but yeah, now like, okay, so what's missing? Let's just do more channeling, you know, of where the world is heading towards right now. Speaking about like being, a, like you're saying, like listening to the rabbi and being one step ahead. This In this week's Sicha, the rabbi says about the whole thing of a shliach, how Eliezer was a shliach. And what's a shliach? A shliach is his own identity. On the other hand, he's 100% given over and committed to his mishaleach. How can we be so given over 100% to mishaleach? Like, you were saying like the Rebbe, and sometimes we have to, you know, be that influencer, be that, be that like we're a person, we're a physical thing. How can we totally give ourselves over to something higher than ourselves? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we all have an ego, right? But that's our battle every single second to not have that agenda and to not have that ego and to use our, our mind and our heart and our talents and everything to donate it. It's like what everyone's doing now in Eretz Yisrael, right? Maybe a month ago, anyone who had a talent or had, you know, anything, so they used it for their own purposes, right? Like, this is going to be my business. I'm going to make money off it, right? And then when everyone like came to their essence, right? Suddenly it's like, no, I'm not going to use my talent for my own purposes. I'm going to use my talent for others, right? And like neshama, like I'm, so people are, you know, using like tremendous, you know, giving. It's not that people are, oh, now just forget about your talents, forget about everything you know and everything. No, we need it. Think about like everything Hashem gave you, but give it back to him. Give it to Am Yisrael, right? And we really see people doing this now. It's like, and everyone's talking about it. Like, what makes you special? Okay, now think how you can give that, how you can give your gift to the, you know, for free, you know, just give it from your neshama, not to make money, not for, not to serve your ego. So Hashem didn't give us our mind in order to serve our, our ego, our Yitzhahara. He didn't give us our heart and he didn't give us our talents and everything that we have, our money, whatever it is. He didn't give it to us to use like in, in, in negative examples when people can use, right, uh, misuse gifts that Hashem gave and even people who are so smart and can, can totally warp it, God forbid, right? And there talks about that. So, so for us, like, it's not a contradiction. It's yes, your mind is not, is, 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 is a gift from Hashem. Like, and, and it's like what you're doing right now, you know, like using your voice for Hashem, for a So it's not a contradiction. You're not like, oh, I don't matter. So I'm just not going to be heard. I'm just not going to, you know, exist. No, Hashem, Hashem wants all of you. He wants your mind, your heart, your hands, your feet, your talents, your time, your energy. He wants all of you. He wants all your creativity. Like the Rebbe is saying, like, yeah, use your creativity. He wants there, but it has to be pure. So that's that's our Abed every second to say one second. What does the Rebbe want right now, right? I'm the Rebbe Shleach. Like, I have to find, a you know, a way to give over the Rebbe's message, not my message, not what will make me popular, but will what will give the Rebbe Nachas. So it doesn't matter if I have you know, you know, it's not about the, the quantity. The quantity is only, you know, worth it if it's the right quality, if it's, if it, this is what the Rebbe wants. So I'm really here for the Rebbe. 
Yeah, I think this is exactly what Lakal Pnei Mashiach Zikinu is, right? Going back to the beginning of the Sikha. When I accept Mashiach and bring him into my life, then the ego and the selfishness just goes away and, and the self-consciousness also goes away because Mashiach is my identity. It's not all about me. I have a goal. So maybe I like to sing, but I feel self-conscious, but I'm I'm accepting. I'm Lakal Pnei Mashiach right now. It's not about me. It's about the cause. It's not about my goof, it's about my neshama. Wow. I'm making my neshama thicker, right? What's the whole, I guess we have to think about what is gula. Gula is, it says it also in the sikha, right? How is that oneness? Exactly. Nafsham ikar vagufam tafel. Like my neshama is what matters. This is what I'm living on. So when I accept Mashiach in my life, I just have this neshama awareness. It's it's basically chasid is applied, but, but I guess that's what the Rebbe is saying. Take take the panemius satira and accept it and start living it and you'll bring it. You'll realize you're above the world. You'll realize it's not all about you. You'll realize how you have so much talent. I feel like the amount of talent and kaichais there is in the Yiddish world is enough to burst the world with light if everyone would just believe in the Mashiach in them, the spark, the yechida, the infinity that's inside of them. Hello, you have a yechida? We have etzem. Like another point in the Sikha, they were saying, Hashem gives you everything you need. Like just like Avram gave Kalash our life for the shlichos of Yitzchak and Rufka because it's really the unification of Guf and Neshama. It's the start of Gula. Hashem gives you everything you he has. To the point of his essence for us to do it and and what do we say i'm not good enough uh, me I, i'm not a shlucha in russia i'm just a little schnook you know in Kurnites, what, what what am i going to change and to be makal Kenu means that i'm 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 tapping into essence i'm tapping into the real like i feel like there's like you know like in you, we have a screen we see things but then there's like the whole like data behind it that's going on i think living gula is just stop looking at the screen taking off the screen and seeing that incredible data hashem is like literally orchestrating every single thing and 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 just starting to to live it wow i i yeah it's so powerful what you said about when you're so focused on your mission which is gula then then you don't become less you. You your whole self is able to be expressed fully, all of your powers. Which which, and you know you said something. You said about um, the neshama being the ikker, right? Like the and then the main thing, and the guf being the tuffle. So I think that you know at at first, the, I mean, maybe the way that I first understood it, right, is like. You know, the main thing is ruchnias, right? Or the main thing is your neshama and your guf is not important. But that's not what tafel means. Tafel means that it's serving. It's like, it's it's serving your neshama. So your guf is so important. But like, how do you unite the neshama and guf when your guf is serving your neshama? Which your guf means everything, right? It's your physical body, your physical energy, your physical, you know, whatever. And it's all of your, right, capabilities, your time, your skills, your your knowledge. It's everything, you know, and the physical world, your money, your health. It's all the physical. It's not that it's not important, but it's tuffle to the spirituality, meaning it's being used to express Hashem. So now it's it's not becoming um, less important, but it's it's serving a purpose. So it's in that way, it's, it's just uh, being elevated, being fully Perhaps. expressed, but for expressing the neshama right not expressing not expressing yourself meaning like your your ego um or like you know agendas selfish you know whatever it is that a person but that a person is after so just Rifki, you know first of all yeah there's so much here i don't even know where to go but there's one place i really want to go <laughs> so the engine um, is started the the gear is on we have gas 
<laughs> yeah, there's, you know, it's something, the reason I want to go here is because I feel like, I don't know why it's so hard to talk about this. It's, you know, I think it's imaginary. It's like, you know, it's like this imaginary fear of something that's important, then that's why it's hard. There's no logical reason, right? You posted on your status something really cool that faith and fear are both things that, right? What did you just say that? I saw the faith and fear are both things you believe in that you can't see. So fear, it's fake. Exactly. It's just fake. Um, but it's, you know, it, it feels so real. So I feel like the big thing is that when you learn the Sikha, and if anyone is listening to this podcast who did not yet learn the Sikha inside, even if you, I mean, there's so much, like you said, that idea of knowing that we have all that we need. There's so much. So like the real, you know, it's so important to learn the entire Sikha from, from the beginning to the end. But if someone doesn't have the time to learn the whole thing, then just learn the first chapter, right? Aleph. And then if you need to just skip, don't, I, I don't mean that you, that it's not important. Like there's a reason the Rebbe had to give us all this or so much, everything is inside it. But I just want everyone to see something that if you go, if you can't learn the whole thing, at least just go to your Aleph or really even to your base and just read it. Like if possible, whoever knows Hebrew or Yiddish, like in the original, if possible, and if not, then in English and see what the Rebbe says. The Rebbe says something and I don't have the Sikh in front of me right now, but like the Rebbe says something so clear. So, he, he makes it so clear what he's talking about. So, so far I was like kind of, remember I said like it's one layer of the Kabbalah Pnei Mashiach Zedkinu is to talk everything's for Mashiach, but really what I mean to say is for Giyula, right? So it's like everything's focused on Giyula, right? That's one way. But the Rebbe uses the word Mashiach. And the Rebbe uses the word Pnei Mashiach, and the Rebbe uses the word Lekabel Pnei Mashiach. And then, and we'll talk about what that might mean, I don't know. But you might say, oh, maybe the Rebbe's talking about something else. But then the Rebbe says, meaning that in every generation, there's one person who's a Cheskas Mashiach. And like, if you look through, the Rebbe says, and this Cheskas Mashiach, in order for him to do his shlichos, he has to come to like be a Mashiach Vadai. And, he, and the Rebbe goes through and he starts quoting the Rambam about you know, Echad, like from the house of Yehuda. And the Rebbe says, and this is the free decor of the Mashiach of our generation. The Rebbe spells it out. He literally spells it out. And if this is not important, then where does it come in? The Rebbe says, so we need to be Makabal Mashiach, right? Everything else is done. So, but we're still in Galas. So if we're still in Galas, it means that there's something more to do, right? He's not giving an excuse. He's saying, we're done. We did everything we need to do. We should be in Gila. But the fact is that we're not right now in the full and true and complete gula. So if not, it means there's something that needs to be done. And then the Rebbe spells it out and he says, and what does that mean? And he starts talking about Cheskas Mashiach and Mashiach Vada and, and about, um, you know, and, and, and learn about Mashiach. But it, it, I don't have it right inside of me right now to, to go through it, but I, I, everyone has to look at it themselves. With honesty, you see, it's very clear that we need to accept the Rebbe as Mashiach. It's, it's black and white. It's black and white. It's not even a hint. It's not, I mean, in those it's not a hint. It's black and white. And everyone who's honest and who was there, that everyone saw it and heard it. And, 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 and it's printed and it's edited. Wow. So basically what you're saying is that the Rebbe says clearly in the Sikha that there's a Mashiach in the generation. Is that, is that, is that what the point is? Um, well, yeah, if, it, I mean, I just like, again, I just really wish everyone can just look inside. We just check, right? It's like, um, in Aisir Gimel chapter 13 in the Sikha and you could just look there and the Rebbe says how we did everything 
And there's no explanation for why we're still in Gullus, but we're here. So if we're still here, it means there must be something. And then the Rebbe says, and it is the fact that there is someone in every generation who's born who could be Mashiach. And in our generation, it's the previous Rebbe, which the Rebbe said he's the only, you know, the only um, Shliach of the generation, the only Mashiach of the generation. And we need to accept him. Like, I mean, just everyone can look for yourself. But yeah, it's it's really, um, it's it's very... It's very strong in this sicha. It's very, very strong. So that, like, we can't just say, Lekabo Pnei Mashiach is talking about Giula, like, in general, being ready for Giula, but, like, Mashiach, not just as a time, but as a person. So why has it become, like, this nerdy topic that believing the Rebbe is Mashiach is this nerdy Nebach topic? And, like, speaking to you, this normal, you know, person, why is it, like, wow, you believe the Rebbe is Mashiach? Why is it, like, this, like, rah-rah name and like added to like your 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 bag of like skeletons and like you are the one that has the guts i feel like so many of us we all believe it we're just so scared to to say it to announce it because we just want to be like like you were saying by Scalbell, do it peacefully is that the one they ever want just to like believe that if the rebbe said it publicly and if we're bringing and he wasn't embarrassed why is it becoming this fanatic belief that when we believe there is mashiach how could we bridge this you know people that are spreading it let's say in the wrong way and to people that don't even know how do we bridge this gap or is there a way to yeah that's that's a great i mean i wish we could open the conversation you know i wish we could open the conversation because i don't feel like we really have those conversations you know i feel like we just we just don't talk about it you know most people want to be normal first of all and also want peace right so the easiest thing is just not to not to bring up a topic that's quote unquote controversial, but there should be a way to have a conversation, like just an honest, open, real conversation, like to open it up and be like, let's talk about this. Let's, you know, and not just talk about it in the ear. Let's look inside and talk about it and see where, because not everyone is in the same place. Some people it's, I don't know. And some people it's that Gimel Thomas and some people, you know, and, and that's also, you know, another question of knowledge and then there's the faith part so there's a lot of parts but it's not the same for everyone and I just sometimes want to know what is it like you were saying you know before when we were just talking about like people who have something against Chabad it's not always the same right one person it's the Tzniyas and one person it's that the Rebbe is of you know too much Rebbe and one person it's about Rebbe Mashiach and one person it's just um that they're embarrassed and they actually believe it you know like there's there's so many places it could be coming from so I just would I wish we could have that conversation more and to really understand and find a way to to bridge the gap on, you know, like at least on some level, just that it shouldn't be like you can't talk about it. It's, you know, like I think it was there was a letter of the Rebbe. Gosh, I don't want to go like, you know, when we start talking about it, it's like, oh, we're talking about politics. It's not politics. No, we're talking. We're, let's just be real. We're talking from our neshama. We just really want Mashiach to come and we really want to give the Rebbe nachas and we want to really understand, you know, what what the Rebbe is waiting for. And just one thing that I saw, and when I saw this letter of the Rebbe, it's in like the letter in spirit, I think, um, the new volume that came out. So there was a letter there where the Rebbe is saying that he's writing it to the, to the American you know, government or something. He's talking about prayer in school and saying, you know, they said, well, just separate it. You know, in, in school, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about God. You know, you can, you can do that at home, whatever, uh, or in the synagogue, right, or in the church. And 
And what the rabbi said there is something so, like when I saw it, I was like, wow. Um, it also explained something to me. Like the rabbi said that if you don't talk about God in school, that's not neutral. That means that there is no God. Like silence is also a statement. It's not nothing, right? So if kids come and he's like, it's not, you know, that was another topic. It was about, you know, believing in Hashem. But, but the rabbi is saying, if you don't say it, that's not called being neutral. That's very not neutral. If to be neutral is you could say, whoever doesn't feel comfortable, you know, can, can, can say, or just can, can wait and doesn't have to say anything. That's respecting, you know, everyone has the right to, but if to, to just say, oh, we're not allowed to talk about it at all. So, so that, you know, if someone wants silence and someone wants, you know, to express themselves and to say, oh, so let's just all be silent. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily neutral. So, but it sounds as if I'm going somewhere where I don't want to go. But the point is like, like, can we talk? Can we have a conversation? I, I, I mean, I, I wish we could. And I think I'm being scared of, of nothing when I'm, when I'm scared to open that conversation. So maybe, um, because the rabbi said that every single person is reachable. The question is only how. You know, there is a way every single person without exception needs to be reached. You know, if we talk about Giula or we talk about Mashiach, or if we, you know, there's different layers and everyone on your own layer. But for me right now, is just thinking, what does it mean? So on, on a personal level, like even knowing, so let, let's say we, we, we got this, we had this discussion and, and I actually took the time to learn it. You know, how many people I've spoken to have never touched this kind of Sikha? You know, it's like. We believe just, you know, just pass things down from generation to generation. How many of us actually take the time to own our chassidus of the Rebbe that the Rebbe gave us? Like you were saying, maybe 90%. So I, I, for me, it's like once you learn it, it's kind of black and white. And you don't have to be a nine, you know, you don't have to be a 75-year-old old lady that, you know, is like this total, you know, beautiful chassidus, mama, whatever. You could be this amazing with it girl who just learned the facts and this is this is the fact that I have a Rebbe and he's Mashiach and I'm proud of him. I'm able to say it and I don't feel nerdy and I don't feel weird and it's not like awkward and it's not even like uh contra it's not even a fight. It's just like thank you, Hashem, that I'm I'm so lucky. I I know who Mashiach is, but but then now leading to the next part is so what does ever want of us when we say the Kalpane Mashiach Kenu? Does he want everyone to know the fact? Or after knowing the fact, is there something to do? Like, is there a step, a step two after we got the facts down? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I, I've been thinking about that. I think I went, I heard one class that kind of planted the seed for understanding, like, in a new, in, a, in just in a deeper way. Because also I was thinking, the rabbi uses the word Pnei Mashiach. So on the face level, it's like the face of Mashiach, well, just... I don't know. There's so many ways, right? You said that we're allowed to do chidoshim. So one of them is just like, know his face, know how he looks, just know, identify him, right? But of course, pinay also means like the pinimius, right? Like the, like what Mashiach is really about, like get deeper, you know, as long as we're looking at the Rebbe's words. And if someone understands it this way or that way, that's fine. As long as we're being honest and really, you know, just like there's 600,000, you know, I mean, whatever, countless different faces. So there's countless different ways of thinking and that's fine. But as long as we're based, sourced on the same words, it's not that we're just, you know, um, having problems with believing those words or having problems accepting those words or that we just don't even know about those words, right? If, if someone like honestly learns it and then there's, you know, there are still so many ways to look at it. But one, one, one thing that I was looking at that came to me on... 
was thinking that I, I, I wanted to express this thought because the Rebbe said, right, if you have a thought, you, you should write it down. <laughs> so it, this is before writing it down. So when there's, you know, we were doing Avinu Malkinu, right? Our father, our king. And I thought maybe, maybe this is, this is a big piece. Right. Of like you said, look, why the resistance? Right. Why is it hard? And maybe one of it is because it's a very different relationship. Right. Your father, you love him. You know, like there's no deeper love. Right. And you will, you know, and maybe you're ready to do everything for him. But like out of love. Right. And you're like. There, there's something so beautiful and I actually love that relationship and I usually, you know, I'm like, I don't prepare. I feel like, oh, I can't go to the aisle or I can't write to the Rebbe because I didn't prepare enough. Like, he's my father. I could, you know, but but then the, the disadvantage is that there's a little bit of a... Um, Carelessness. You know, there's so much love, but there, there might not be fear, right? So it's like, I know he loves me unconditionally and I know that he understands me and I know that he you know, is, is ever forgiving. So it's like, oh, come on, you know? I mean, how are kids with parents, right? Like not always 100% bottle of like, this is what my father said. So this is what I'm gonna do. Like we could argue or we could say, this I'm gonna take, this I'm not gonna take, this I feel comfortable, this I don't feel comfortable. We still, so there's a deep iskashras, like a tremendously deep iskashras, but it's a iskashras of a father to a son. I actually remember, do you, did we do the arts and crafts in, in, in Benos Chabad of like, having the picture of you and the Rebbe, and then you open it up and it says like four ways of connecting to the Rebbe. It sounds familiar. It does. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you, when people ask me some things, they're like, could you remind me what, and I'm like, I have, I have no recollection. So I, I'm, there's certain things that stick in my head for some reason. So I remember this arts and crafts and it was like, you know, the different relationships that we have with the rabbi, right? So one of them, of course, is father and son. And there was a few more. And one of them is king and nation, right? You know, the king relationship, that's a relationship. It's also of love, a very deep love, according to, you know, Yiddish guy, what a king is. But there's also a fear, like, you know, in a positive way, the same way we talk about fear of Hashem, like not, you know, fear of punishment, but fear of, you know, you can't rebel. You you have, you, you can't disappoint, like whatever that, you know, how we understand what you're as a champion, but like there's a era that we have to have of a king that whatever he says, we have to do it. We have to listen. Whatever the Rebbe says, we have to take it as our, as our marching orders that, you know, it's like you can't play around. There's no, like with a father, yeah, we play around a lot, you know? And we see what happens when, pe when people play around with things. Like you see in Artisel, they're playing around with words and we see the results. It's not, it's not monkey business. Right. Right, right. And it could be someone heard what the Rebbe said, and they're like, oh, come on, we can't do it. It's not comfortable. What's the whole world going to think? We want to come across as really nice people. I don't, or I don't understand. I believe differently. Like, right, what does it say? What's Mashiach Vadai when he's successful? Well, who does that depend on? It depends on us following his plan, right? So if he says, if he, if he gives us, so I'm thinking now, like, it just is coming to me like so many, you know, thoughts about why this is so important, right? We say like, well, why do we need this, right? Why can we just have Gula and whoever Mashiach is, you know, we'll find out and and we'll, you know, and we'll deal with it then. But if you think about it, like Mashiach, right, he is leading the entire world to a, be a perfect world, right? Now, if we 
have it, you know, the best general, if we have the best king, if he tells us what to do, but we do our own thing and we don't have that faithful to what he says, then it, then it's not yet um, that world that he's envisioned since he was, you know, a, a young child. So if you think about it in a way, I'm thinking now, like tomorrow, I'm actually supposed to meet with somebody <laughs> and I never like would bring up the topic of Rebbe. I'm like, let's just stay on like just peaceful topic that, you know, cause I know that it, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe it's important because this is what the Rebbe is saying here, that the world needs to accept. It's not like Mashiach's going to come people, half the people be like, oh, well, I didn't want it to be him. <laughs> you know, there's miracles, but Hashem wants this natural process that ain't Melech Bleam, like we choose him. Not that he's like forced on us, like, well, <laughs> surprise, you know, this is who it is. So, so one thing is just, you know, that was what we were saying before, like, what maybe is the reason why the world needs to recognize him also because then some people are like well that's not my rabbi so i don't need to listen to that right i don't need to do it that way well no we the rabbi is the rabbi for everyone and he's the king for everyone so everyone needs to take his words seriously right including politicians including it doesn't matter who which group which affiliation everybody needs to listen to the rabbi and then the rabbi could could finish his shlichas right so basically we now need to accept the Rebbe as our king. And it's not a crazy thing to do or a scary thing to do or a weird thing to do. It's just the thing to do because we have a king, right? We're all waiting for Melech HaMashiach, right? We're just waiting for this Melech HaMashiach guy. Hello, if he's a king, he needs a nation. Like, where is this nation coming from? He's not coming from AI or from some, you know, miraculous... He's a, he's a king. He's a physical person in this world and he needs a nation to accept him. So let's... Let's summarize now this incredible Chaisar Nunbez, right? Now people tell you, Chaisar Nunbez, go learn the Sikha, make it yours. But how do we take this incredible awareness of, I have a Rebbe, he is my king, it's the thing to do, it's not, you know, Kfira or anything, Shalom. the Rebbe told it to us so clearly. What's this practical takeaway now that we can apply to ourselves? Do we have to go now and start preaching into the world? Or is there perhaps a direct path to to apply to ourselves so so maybe like let's start with ourselves because you know like once we internalize it maybe it will be easier for us to actually you know be an example for other people as well um so let's just look at ourselves right for me so this was like my aha moment when i was telling you i was listening to this class i think it was from rabbi well that you know it's not about oh i know who mashiach is it's about accepting Mashiach. So that means that you are my king. There's a Kabbalah's all that I'm giving myself over completely. Like the Rebbe says about a Shliach, right? This is like the relationship of a nation to a king, giving yourself over completely. Who am I? I'm just a messenger. That's all I am. I don't have my own agenda. I only have, you know, 100% the, the king's agenda. I'm giving myself over to the big picture. I'm giving this over over to the king. It's a huge, it's not something small. So there's one part of, oh, do I know who the king is? Well, yeah, first I have to know who he is because otherwise I don't even know who to give myself over to, right? But once I know, that's just the first, that's just the first step. Then there's the real work, which is, is he really my king? And what does it mean that he's my king? It means I give myself over to him. So it could come out in so many ways. Like, just imagine, like, I'm just giving an example because I know this came up so many times that someone could be like, yeah, I know the Rebbe said that everyone has to have a mashpia, 
and it's his bakasha nauseous, but I don't feel comfortable or I can't find anyone or, you know, and I have other calculations. So that's, yeah, you could do that with a father and be like, yeah, Ta, I know you really want me to do this, but mm, I don't feel comfortable, you know, or I don't understand it. I don't agree. Oh, I was saying, you know, before that there was like certain authors that wrote about the Rebbe books, but you see it's not coming from a chassid. So he loves the Rebbe. He admires the Rebbe. But he's not butthole, so he could say, "Well, on this I don't agree." You know, like that—that that doesn't work. You know, when when there there could be there it has to be hundred percent. That's the relationship. Like to say in malach, in lenu malach like a coronation to to really accept the rebbe as our king means one hundred percent, no questions asked. Like the rebbe wants us to learn, but there's no so so. Let's say if the rebbe said to you know like. That you have to, that he wants us to have a mashpia, so it doesn't matter. I'll ask the first person I see, you know, and and I'll do it and say, okay, what well, what are we? What does the rabbi say to talk about? Oh, I should make a chlatis and and check in with them. Okay, um, and and the same applies to everything. You know, it's not like oh, but I don't feel comfortable, you know, or but this is not going to be so popular, or this is, you know, it, it there's there's complete complete giving ourselves over so it is about giving your all right like 100% giving ourselves over but we could do that moment to moment right so it could be that maybe I didn't do that a second ago but like right now if me tuning in and saying what does the Rebbe say you know we're talking about you know so a shidduchim well what does the Rebbe say there's no playing around there's no like well picking and you know, choosing like if the Rebbe said that you know about a certain standard of sneas between chasen and kala or a certain way of you know, or, or, you know, like the first thing, don't run to psychologists to see what, but like, what does the rabbi say? And and taking it as my, like, my king, like, this is the buck stops here. Like, this is the, the bottom line, and I'm going to do it. The only question, I'm going to figure out how. So it's not like, well, I don't know, the rabbi said, talk about Mashiach. Well, we might lose, like, half of our crowd. We might, like, there's, you have to do it and find a way, but... The rabbi's word is um, just MS. Yeah, it's just it's my it's my command. It, it comes out in every single detail. And if the rabbi said that everything, so I have to find a way to do it. But I have like it's not a question of if. It's just okay. I have to find the way. So so in, and when we do that, so if I do that and you do that, then that's already two, right? And then if you know, and every person that's doing that, then the rabbi has a nation. Who are doing, you know, if the Rebbe says, what are you supposed to be doing? Sitting together and discussing ways to bring Mashiach to your communities. So if this is what our conversation needs to be, then this is what this is what it needs to be. This is the conversation. Our achlates are about this, about how we're going to go, and then we're gonna actually do it. So the Rebbe is the one giving us the calling the shots, telling us what we're doing. And for me, like you know, the Rebbe says in the Sikha, right? Everyone is a shliach. So this applies to every single person, every single, you know, all people are places all times. Wow. So basically, just to summarize for myself. So I feel like it's so powerful why I should accept the Rebbe as my shliach in a real way, in a in a calm way, in an accepting way, in a in an emistic way. It's because I have a piece of Mashiach in me. This is who I am. And I feel like it's really like accept. The Yechida inside of ourselves is a, is a spark of Mashiach. And when I am ready to be Mechabal Pre Mashiach, to accept him as my king, and this is 
my part in being an am and being the nation for the king, I feel like I'm really accepting my essence. I'm accepting who who I am. I'm not fighting with myself anymore. Am I this? Am I, am I that? I believe. I don't believe. No, no, no. I'm, I'm calm because I accepted my yechida. And when I can go to that depth and accept my essence, then that's already, you know, the process of gula. Then, then when we live by our essence, when we live by Mashiach, when we live by what the Rebbe wants, it's not in, not in a fighting way, but you were saying like, Gufam Tafel, in a way that just, we're working together, you know, Nafshem and Gufam, it's it just here to serve me, then, then that's Gula, the ultimate union of Elikus into this world, right? And that's just coming back to Yitzchak and Rivka, this marriage, it's this it's this union of Yitzchak referring to this level of Neshama, of Ma, and Rivka, this bond, this Guf, that's the ultimate union. So, wow, I feel like we, we, we really got that closure. We got that along with different points in the Sikha, we made it ours and and when we accept it, we accept ourselves. Wow. That is so deep and so beautiful. Like you're not you're not accepting something, you're not surrendering to something outside of yourself. You're surrendering to your essence. To like letting go of all the layers and just just essence to essence, like you said. And the ultimate is that we should actually see the essence, and that it, and that it's, yeah, that it's just being so. It's what we're seeing right now is happening to countless people. Just that essence coming out, like that you're fighting for so long to cover up and hide it, and 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 it's just, it's all, it's all just layers. Because how do you know? Because the second someone is, you know, their essence comes out. What comes out? Just so much, just purity and just beauty and love and faith and just. It, it's 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 incredible. That's who we really are, right? So when we say like accepting, it's interesting, right? You were saying about like Mashpia Makabal. So Makabal Mashiach. We have to be the Makabal here, right? But we're not just like we're really receiving, allowing, opening ourselves up to receive, right? To receive from our from our from our Melech. And when we're doing that, we're not like we don't have to be scared. Like I think that's what is so amazing what you're saying. Not to be scared of like surrendering myself to you know, something outside of myself, Dervis says in the Sikha, like you, you have it inside of you. So you're just, you're really just being yourself. I love how like through this discussion, it just, it, it's the power of a Farbringen, right? It's, it's a real thing. It's you, you just get clarity, you make it more yours and there's no words. Thank you so much, Mr. Walensky, for literally staying up in the wee hours of the morning <laughs> to have this, uh, to have this discussion. I'm sure we brought Google to the world. You know, the more we just, we're just chassidim. We're trying to do our part. We're trying to live and and, and be the rabbi's hands and feet. And yeah, and I just want to say one last thing, just because, um, you know, you're saying how we're bringing gula to the world, and like sometimes we have, you know, a, a something personal, and I say, well, if I'm going to do this inner work, it's so deep, it's so personal. Like, is that really affecting the whole world? And, you know, we're just having one-on-one, like, conversation. And we're just having this, you know, small for bringing in, two souls connecting. But just looking at the stories that happened recently with the hostages that were freed, which is so much over there, right? But both of those situations were something that was so personal, meaning with Natalia and, and her daughter, it was a small group. Like I know these women, they're a group of like 
like maybe eight women it was a small for bringing it wasn't like this worldwide zoom that everyone even heard of it was a small for bringing and they said thank you hashem for bringing home natalie thank you hashem for bringing and they and they they had something so deep going on so real going on and then the whole world you know like there was the the you know it didn't need to be millions of people right like who are all you know on that page doing that deep work and with with Ori, like with that woman soldier hostage who was freed, it was like her family, you know, it was her mother's tefillah that was so personal. It was her love for Hashem, her trust in Hashem, her family, her immediate family. And then, you know, it's like, wow, that affected, you know, real Gula. So, so, so never to feel that it doesn't make a difference and that has to be something, you know, big numbers. Hashem, like numbers don't don't count. When it comes to us, so just really knowing, like, I'm, I'm gonna do me. I only need to do me, you know. And me includes whoever I'm able to reach. But that's enough. That and that can make that that can bring Eula to the world. So, Rifki. <laughs> wow. Mechaim, Mechaim, and we have the ultimate marriage of Hashem and the Yidden with the coming of Mashiach Tzitzkenu, literally right now. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs>